0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: It's time to talk some golf here on SENZ. Uh, we always do it. This time we're on a Tuesday morning, and uh, we're joined, as always, by Phil Totarangi, who uh, you can listen to on uh, Saturday mornings at 7 o'clock Uh, where he goes more in-depth in terms uh, of the world of golf. We're teared up with Phil. Uh, This morning, uh, Phil, we've got a number of things uh, to talk about. Uh, I suppose we should begin with uh, this time yesterday. They were battling it out in the CJ Cup. (laughs) And Rory McIlroy found his mojo again. And when he does, he's almost unstoppable. Yeah, Maureen Smithy, you're right. Um, We're kind of been wondering when
0: Rory was going to turn up this season. It's, 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 he's been one of those players, to be fair, after the last 18 months or so. Smithy, who took a little while to get used to the fact of playing in front of smaller crowds or no crowds at all. He, he didn't realise how much he fed off the energy. Of course, crowds have been back on the PGO tour pretty much most of this calendar year. And, um, you know, I, I think in recent times, the uh, the emotions that poured out, uh, of, of Rory is is what we most remember uh, in recent times. He's been kind of underperforming, uh, been making all sorts of tweaks and changes to his game to try and get the best out of himself. And he didn't even have this tournament on his schedule when he was playing at the Ryder Cup there a couple of weeks ago. And so um, felt like there was a little something that was kind of coming uh, his way in the wind. Uh, decided to go out to Vegas and uh, he remarked after he finished, you know, I maybe just need to be a little bit more just like me. Uh, maybe I was trying to be someone else or trying to do things that weren't natural. Um, he, he didn't elaborate on that, but he's he's been working with Pete Cowan. and he's, he's a phenomenal coach and works with a number of players. Mm. But maybe there's something there that hasn't quite gelled, hasn't quite clicked. Maybe it was him trying too hard. Maybe it was him being the, the leader of the um of the European team and putting so much more pressure on himself. He felt like uh, maybe he just wasn't being himself. He certainly was himself in Vegas. And and when he is, um, he's dominant with the driver. um, The putts roll in and and he's pretty tough to keep up with.
1: So that brings us to a good point. Um, And I I often wonder about this myself. We've got these guys who are brilliant at the game. Absolutely sensational. Mm -hmm. They're financially secure. Uh, you you kind of think you know um, life's pretty good, and all of a sudden you hear these stories of tweaking this, tweaking that, changing a swing, changing equipment. Uh, tell us tell us a wee bit about that, yeah. because for for the man the man in the street, it's a, it's it's a bit of a head scratcher to be honest. Yeah, it is, and it's horses for courses, Smithy. I think there are there are players
0: that that are not tweakers. They're not. That they don't get too involved in their equipment, they don't get too involved in their goal swing. I'm thinking of a a, a Dustin Johnson-like player that pretty much mm. turns up. A Fred Couples was another one. Tom Watson was another one. Just kind of turns up and um, and and pretty much has it like a Rolls Royce. It, it 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 rolls out. Then there are those players that you know they can feel every speck, uh, every little pulse of of blood that runs through their body, and and. Um, there's days when the golf swing feels on, and days when it's when it's off, and they're tweaking with their equipment all of the time. Um, and McElroy's is one of those; he's, he's constantly on the move, constantly changed. You know, when he had his most dominant seasons early in his career, there was equipment changes happening. Then there was caddy changes happening. This, um, and, and we've seen this of Lydia, and and I've had a, a a little talk to her. I haven't I haven't pulled back the curtain completely, and maybe she wouldn't even let that be the case, but. In, in some of my conversations with her, I've, I've often wondered why so much change. And sometimes the best players, not all, but sometimes the best players, they're seeking that that decimal point of performance improvement. And to do that, sometimes you've got to go backwards to to go forwards. But they're, they're always seeking that. That little bit of extra performance benefit and um, whether that be a piece of equipment whether that be and and, and and no one's perfect right there's always as dominant as McElroy is there's still parts of his game that um, that he feels like he can improve the the of course the danger is is that when you turn over every stone you might not be able to put it back in place and uh, mm-hmm. we've seen a number of players over over the years when they go seeking go searching go, um, you know discovering can I get just that little bit better they in fact actually get it quite a lot worse
1: for example Ricky Fowler uh, yesterday almost his his uh, tweaking and, and twisting and worrying almost uh, almost <laughs> resulted in a title almost
0: yeah you're right and, and, and look he's he's been on the slide for a couple of years um, and and look he, when Butch Harmon decided he was not going to be traveling on tour week in, week out, um, Ricky went looking for a new coach that, that he could spend a little bit more time with. Um, And, and that's, he landed with John Tillery, um, did a little bit of time on his, on his own. And um, he's a hell of a nice guy. I'm, I'm I'm on the Ricky Fowler, uh, the fan club. I I like the way he plays the game. Um, Look, I, I, I wouldn't mind him doing a few less corporate outings and corporate ads, and 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 logging up a couple of major championships. I think he's that good. Um, I think he's a personality that it, it can market the game to a totally different audience. But um, in that change of coach period, um, there has been a form slump, and like yesterday's performance, although not getting it done, and it looked like he was a bit of a deer in headlights at times, uh, certainly on the front nine. Um, that the, the, yesterday's performance is actually his best performance, Smithy, in, in two years, over two years, two and a half years. Hasn't really been in the mix. And this is coming from a guy that, that had top five in, in all major championships there a couple of seasons back. So, look, he, his, his, his pedigree is there, but, um, you know, you, you you're talking to sports people, top-end sports people all the time, Smitty, a little dip in confidence and all of a sudden the, the hole that goes from four and a half inches wide to looking like a thimble. And mm. and I, I sense that that was the case for, for Ricky. He did drop by Butch's house last, night, last week in Vegas. They said they didn't talk too much about the golf swing. But uh, one thing that Butch Harmon is known for is that when he spends time with his players, he instils a lot of belief. And um, the output of, of that is that Ricky wanted just a little confirmation that what he, was, what he was working on was actually heading in the right direction. Butch said, just go out and play. Go out and trust it. Go out and use the, the amazing belief that you have got and, uh, and just hit shots. And he nearly pulled off, uh, pulled off another win to his career. He may not be that too far away from getting back in the winner's circle.
1: Another good week for Stephen Alker, top 20 finish. Uh, Ryan Fox showing some real signs, so uh, I think the theory about knowing uh, that uh, coming home is, is a guarantee now has transformed the mental side of his game, and uh, he's going to get very close, and I, I'd imagine uh, you'll focus on him as well on uh, Saturday morning as well. I, I just want to step over um, just briefly to Amelia Garvey. Now, this is, uh, uh, we've had this young lady on the, on the show. She's absolutely fantastic to talk to, the bubbling enthusiasm she's got for golf. And for her, uh, the LPGA qualifying second round. Uh, for her, we hear stories about the pressure involved in the men's Q school. Uh, what about this young mm. uh, what about this young lady and her chances? Yeah, good, good call, Smithy. Concur with all of what
0: you said. I, I think um, she was a, a talented amateur and had a lot of potential. Um, when leaving these shores and going to college, she went to a big school, USC. Um, in the the suburbs of LA under the kind of shadows of Hollywood there. So uh, a big school with a lot of top athletes. And it seems like she's been around that high-performing environment. She's added um, not only uh, belief, but she's added a a whole lot of tools to her game as well. And so I think, um, you know, it it feels like she's our next best player uh, behind Lydia Ko in the women's game and uh, whether she gets it done this time around in, in qualifying school or not is nearly irrelevant. It would be a, a, a massive step to in your first year as a professional to head straight to the big leagues. Um, getting some uh, access to, to some tournaments would, would you know, it, we've seen her play in a couple of major championships and has held her own, but she's mostly short of a couple of runs. Um, I don't think there's necessarily pressure on a 21 or 22 year old to, to get your card out the first time around you're, everything's new, you're, you're starting a new career and and look playing golf for a living is uh, what she's dreamt of doing for a few years and so she'll get to do that in some way or form maybe not the same pressure as would be on a veteran um, or someone who's got some family that uh, is dependent upon them um, nevertheless she's got high standards and um, you know it, it's, it's an arduous journey marathon going through all the three stages of qualifying school uh, and, and trying to chase Eugene
1: off the top of your head uh here's a different one for you but I know you're a great all-rounder and it won't take you long unluckiest player never to be an all-black
0: I'm uh I'm told smithy I'm biased with this one but I'm told my old man was most probably pretty close back in the 60s oh, okay um in and, yeah, like, and lightness. Yeah, look, he, he he played a number of positions in the back line, but most probably spent a fair bit of his time at second five and, and on the wing and um, and was in that, that, that shield-dominant uh, Auckland team um, through the mid-60s. And and Dad was a slight slight figure, um, most probably more Stephen Porkett than he was Arthur Stone. And in that period of time, uh, they needed a big, bustling second five. and um, And Dad was certainly not that. Uh, maybe a little um, uh, uh, injury prone or uh, concussion prone unfortunately and um, like he missed a couple of trips uh, to, with the with, with the all blacks to, to go to to Britain and, and then also the uh, the all blacks tour to South Africa through the mid 60s and so look I'm, I'm I'm told that he was um he was unlucky maybe a player in the wrong era um there was a book written um back in the 90s early 2000s of the fifteen guys that uh all blacks almost and uh dad dad was in there and and interestingly enough mark Brown brownie's uh old man was also one of fifteen players uh, that were identified to have uh, to have missed out on the black jews ended up playing for the Māori all blacks and universities and juniors and 93 games for Auckland and had 13 all black trials so it wasn't for the uh for the lack of trying that's for sure.
1: That's a great tribute, a great tribute to your dad, I, actually I do, I do remember uh, your dad, there you go, that's how far back I go. Um, Phil, uh, obviously 7 o'clock Saturday morning we can tear it up with you, but this Movember also you've uh, got a Whisker Series podcast going.
0: Yeah, good, good shout there, Smithy, I, um, um, I interviewed actually Rob Dunn, who's the country manager from Movember Uh, on my podcast uh, last week and um, we got kind of down and dirty really um, with although growing a mow can be a bit of a bit of a lark with the the boys and a bit of fun and and, and maybe being a little unkept for, for 30 days might mean you sleep on the couch a little bit or you don't get quite as much snuggle time but um, you know, that what's behind all of that, Smithy, is, is raising the conversation and, and getting guys to raise the conversation within their mates and their own family members about uh, men's health and well-being. It's not just about mental health uh, and suicide prevention. It's about... You know, going to the GP and getting the prostate and the testicular cancer um, picked up early, early doors. And so we're going to run a, uh, a podcast series throughout the month of November. Long form interviews will be um, on my long drive series, but we're going to chop those all up into some smaller bits and, and get some sound bites. And, and uh, we're going to have uh, Slade McFarlane, uh, who's doing God's work at the moment with uh, Mates in Construction, Bringing awareness to um, to suicide prevention, uh, we're going to have another other different personalities that'll will be on our podcast. We're also going to tap Izzy on the on the shoulder, late in November as well. And look, just more than anything, uh, raise awareness, uh, encourage guys to when they're sitting down with their mates, maybe they're even you know distant from their mates at the moment because of uh, all the travel restrictions, etc. Encourage them to have that conversation ask them if they're doing okay, how's the health, get inside people's personal lives and and maybe open that conversation because as males, we're maybe not so good at doing that.
1: Phil Tauterangi, thank you very much for that uh, particular uh, message that you're putting through, uh, particularly uh, from now through to uh, November. We thank you for that. Uh, thanks for your input this morning um, yeah, and your tribute to your dad too. Really like that. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch up with you Saturday morning, Phil.
0: Very good. Thanks, Smitty. Cheers, mate.
1: Cheers, Phil Totoringa there, of course. Uh, Anything that's uh, about New Zealand golf or world golf, uh, that's why we like catching up with him, because he knows it's as simple as that.